0: Welcome home to the sanctuary A place of rest for the broken and weary Where you can let go Cause you're fully known My forever daddy Oh how we love you so I know it's time to feel Thank you feel for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship We pray the following, following message will be home, encouraging to you so to Listen in and as we first start first taking away the layers of the religion And so so discover the joy of a relationship with the Creator I God it all. Yeah, just so we may know that he loves us. Good morning. Good morning. I want to speak to you this morning about fatal distractions. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> Let me give anybody excited this morning. Yeah, I couldn't make that stuff up. You know, that's real, right? Let me give you a quote that I dug up from from the past. It is impossible for a man to learn what he thinks he already knows. It's impossible for a man to think, to learn what he thinks he already knows. We're going to jump right into the series that we're calling the World Series. It's a book, it's just a, we're going through the entire book of Genesis together, amen? And so today's message is fatal. Distractions. That fish that we just took a look at is not just a great example of a fatal distraction, but it's also an animal that defies evolution. Another animal that defies evolution. I've been showing that to you. Anybody been excited about these animals? I know I've been getting I've been getting emails. What's that fish you were talking about? What's that thing? I want to look it up. I want to look it up. It's incredible. Amen. The Word of God says that nature declares the glory of God so that man is without excuse. Amen? Job says, let the fish tell you stories. Let the birds speak to you. Let the earth let you know because even they know that God exists and, that, and even they testify as to who created them. This fish is called an angler fish or a, or a frog fish. I, I'm, I'm told that both of them have this kind of... Uh, Characteristic where they were created with a fishing pole attached to their head with a, a lure at the end of it, and the lure just so happens to resemble something that their prey eats. How many of you know if you put the wrong lure, you won't catch what you want to catch, right? How does evolution equip a fish? With a a lure to dangle in front of him in order that he may catch his prey. How does that develop from evolution? To, To me, it looks like a pretty cool design. Amen? And if something is a design, then it has a designer. Amen? All right, let's get on to day six. Day six God makes men, male and female, he created them. Happy Valentine's Day. Now, I'm not going to get into the pagan origins of this holiday that we love to celebrate, but I will say this. If you haven't given your spouse the love that 1 Corinthians 13 speaks of, a love that is patient, a love that is kind, a love that does not envy or boast, a love that is not arrogant or rude, a love that does not insist on its own way, uh uh-oh, A love that is not irritable or resentful. A love that does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. A love that bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. A love that never ends or fails. Then flowers, chocolate, and an overpriced dinner will not amount to too much today. Amen? Amen? And to my singles, where are my single people? Wow. The funny thing is all the single people raised their hand, but they looked around. They said, where, where they at? Where they at? To all my single people, those that are still searching, those of you that are still on the hunt, those of you that are still on the prey, I want you to stop for a moment today. And ask yourself if you are ready for that kind of love. Got quiet. Ask yourself if you're ready to love like that. Because, listen, it is so much more than just not being lonely. It is so much more than just having somebody, you know, to to pay attention to you. I know the pressure is on. Right? We feel it? The pressure is on, and days like this make it very hard to be single. I understand, but, but, but let, me, let, let me just let you know this, please, today. Just receive the truth this morning. Relationships are even harder. Amen? If you just don't want to be lonely, get a cat or a dog. As a matter of fact, Genesis tells us that God brought every animal before Adam to find a suitable helpmate for him. Maybe he was saying, are you sure you're ready for this? (laughs) I just thought that was funny. But single people, listen to me. Until you're ready to love like that, then you are just chasing what somebody else is dangling or you're dangling what somebody else is chasing. Either way, it's a fatal distraction. I figure somebody got to tell you the truth. It might as as well be somebody that loves you. Amen? 1 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be unequally yoked. Wrong relationships are detrimental. They are damaging and they are destructive. Anybody can say amen from a past experience. Since the beginning of time, there have been fatal distractions all around us. Let's get into Genesis. Genesis 1, 24. This is day 5. I can't believe it's taken me this long just to get to day 5, but there's just so much stuff in there that's so much fun. Amen? Amen? And I really want you to get get the foundational word of Genesis. So here we are, Genesis 1.24. It says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things, and the beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And and God saw that it was good. I want to pause right there and, and, and let's see. Because there's been a couple of times that we've read throughout the days that, that God sets for us an example of reviewing what He's done. Did, did you catch that? He, he, sets, he, he, he sets this example about thinking about the things that He's done. He gives us the power of Reflection. He's demonstrating here the power of reflection. And I expect that if He gives us something, He expects us to use it. Amen? Let's see. Let's watch how God does this. God says He's going to do something. Then He does it. Then He reflects on it. And then He evaluates it. Imagine if you and I got into the habit of actually doing what we said we were going to do then reflecting on it, and then evaluating it. Amen? Take that into your relationships this Valentine. That's just free flowers for you guys. Let's move on. Here's the good part. Genesis 1.26, God said, Let us make man in our image. After our likeness, now what 's so amazing about that? Everything else that God created and caused to, to, to cause to be made, He spoke it, and it was right we 've been reading through this, He spoke it, and it was, but when it came to man, when it comes to man, all the creativeness of God. He comes into consultation. He says, let us make man in our image. All the creativeness of God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit come together, and He forms man from the dust of the earth. We get the picture of, of a potter and a lump of clay. It's, it's almost as if he's forming it. Look, we move, we move on into Genesis 2-7. It explains it a little better. It says, Then the Lord God formed the man of the dust out of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living creature. You don't see that with any of the other creations. You get this picture of God taking his hands and breathing into his face. Isn't it a beautiful picture? God forming something, creating it after uh, His own likeness and, and then breathing into it the breath of life. Listen, we were formed in His image, but now surely God does not have a body. The Word says in John that God is a spirit. But He designed man so that man's physical body could do some of the things that God does. Isn't that amazing? What are those things? We're able to see, to hear, to smell, to touch, to speak, to think. And and by doing that, we're able to have relationship with Him. Those, Those things give us the ability to reflect, to reason, to pray, to worship. Do you understand that we were created for relationship with God? We can go through every little animal and say, God, I know, especially here in the Bronx, we say, God, why'd you make the roach? Right? You always ask that? God, why? Why can't we kill them? Why? Why do we need powder imported from Santo Domingo to to be able to kill these things? Right? Why? What possible purpose does the roach serve? But listen, and, and, and... and there's no, there's no text in the Bible to give us that. But as far as us, we were created. We can know why we were created. We were created for relationship. Amen? Isn't that exciting? Listen, another likeness that man had in the beginning was that man was righteous. Man had right standing with God. Now listen, we lost that after the fall, but we gained it back after the cross. That's good, write it down. Fake it, but fake it, make believe. Make me think it matters to you. So, so God made man in His image, Genesis one twenty eight. He says, And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heaven, and over every living thing that moves. So the first thing that God does is bless them. Amen? God makes man and He blesses them. He says, Eat procreate give somebody a naughty smile yes, God said eat, have sex have a lot of it there's a whole world that you gotta that you gotta fill, amen somebody say God is good he's saying, I provided everything that you need to make this happen I've provided everything. I have put everything in its place. Listen, for centuries, we have gotten the wrong picture of God. We, we've made him this no God. No. Can I? No. He'll know. Pay my? No. Can I win? No. Can I, no. Can I? No. Can I? No. 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 Thou shalt not. Thou shalt never. Thou shalt not even thinketh about it. That's not the picture that we find in Genesis. Watch this. And I'm taking from Genesis 1 and 2 to fill in the gaps and put the full picture. See, Genesis 1 gives the order. Genesis 2 gives us more of the thought process of how it went down. Here's the scenario. God creates this perfect environment for man. He forms the perfect balance in the environment so that we can breathe. 79% nitrogen, 21% oxygen makes it just perfect so that we can breathe without a helmet. Say amen. Because then we'd have bad hair. Right? If we had to wear... All right, anyway. So everything in this place. He creates every living thing. Then God forms man. He breathes his life into him. He puts him in the garden called Eden. Eden means delight and pleasure. God makes man and puts him in delight and pleasure. Somebody say, that's not the God I've been serving. Something's wrong. That's not the one I've been hearing about. That always wants to punish me. That always wants to do bad things to me. That always wants to keep me from having fun. He he puts him in Eden, the delight. He tells him to tend the garden. He tells Adam, you need to cultivate the land. You need to have dominion over all the animals. In other words, he creates Adam, puts him in this perfect place, and he gives him something to do. How many of you know none of us were created to be idle? Nobody. Even in the perfect world, God gave Adam something to do. Because how how many of you know in idleness we find trouble? Amen? Listen, let me tell you right now, none of you were created not to work. You, it, it, you might work in, in different ways, and, and it, there's work, and you know, I'm not going to get into the whole role of, of male and females and household, whatever, but everyone was created to do something. Even in a perfect environment, God told Adam, you, you were created to run stuff. Isn't, isn't that good? God said, I created, have dominion over all. What does that mean? I I created you to run stuff. That's why the word says we're the head and not the tail. Amen? That's why we should be the lender and not the borrower. We were created to run stuff. All right, but let's move on. He gives them something to do. Man, listen, now now he tells them, and here's the strong word that he tells them, because there's one test of his obedience. Remember, he he gave man free will. Because he didn't want to create robots that would just automatically worship him. He could have. He could have. And even now, it's not in what he tells us. Even now, he could press a button and make us all bow down. Amen? He could snuff us out, right? Even now, he can kill this side of the sanctuary and make us all really holy and prayerful on this side. Amen? But, but no, he gave us this free will, and so, so he, gives, he gives them this one test of obedience. He tells them, listen, from every tree in the garden you can eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. Listen, there was every tree pleasing to His sight and to His taste. Every tree was mature and ripe with fruit. God says, yes, eat, taste, enjoy. There's guavas and mangoes and coconuts and pineapples and apples and oranges and probably fruits we don't even know about were were, were in the garden. There was everything. And guess what? Everything was ripe. Everything was ready. God created the world mature. That's what baffles scientists. They, they're trying to date the world and trying they're, they're up to like we're up to the world is a billion something years old. No, that's not what the word says. God created things mature. So what happens when things are created mature? Now we have to say, wait a minute, but but Adam, if he was 30, we we don't know, right? If 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 he created something mature, then what happened to the, you know. So, so it answers the question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The answer is the chicken. Hey Amen? Did you ever think about that? Or is it just me that stays up wondering stupid things like that? <laughs> God, that's such a great question. I can't understand it. The Word says, see, when we, when we leave the Word and try to just rely on science, then, then we, we, we miss the foundational thing that God gives us. We miss the blueprint. And when you miss the blueprint, now we got to try to figure it out. And so we, we date things and, 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 and we go crazy. But the Word says everything was created mature. Every fruit was ripe. And God says, eat. He says, there is one tree, however, that will wreck your world. Right? I mean, just think of the greatness of that. There is one tree that will wreck your world. God didn't make it like like um, there's a room there. Don't go into that room. You know what? What happens when we tell a kid there's one room in the house I don't need you to go into? He gonna be right in that door trying to figure out how do I get into this room, right? But he didn't he didn't make it he didn't make it like he didn't tempt them. God does not tempt us, right? He didn't look. He's, he made it clear. He said, listen, there is one tree that will wreck your world. If you eat of that tree, you will die. Right? There's no guest, There's no curiosity. There's no... It's nothing. If you eat of this tree, you'll die. But every other tree in the garden is for your pleasure. Amen? Eat. See, God provides abundance but demands obedience. Alright? Can, can, can we get hardcore? God provides abundance but demands obedience. That's still true today. And He is very concerned with every area of your life. The very next verse, he says, it is not good for men to be alone. Listen, all my singles that you're saying, God, you don't care. God cares. He provided everything. He's putting everything in place. Don't go ahead because it'll be a fatal distraction. Can you receive that word this Valentine's Day? He's concerned. He said it is not good for man to be alone. He wants us to live fulfilled, to have something to do, to have the things that we need, to have someone to enjoy. He he just wants our loyalty, our obedience. He wants relationship with us. Can somebody say amen? amen? So God brings every animal of the field to Adam, and whatever Adam named them, that was his name, but there was not a suitable helpmate for him. Why all the animals? The text doesn't really tell us that. There's a lot of ideas and you could read a lot of commentaries on it. But the text doesn't really tell. So let's not add to it. Is that alright? Yeah. Could, could perhaps it was to show him, to, to help him to realize his loneliness. Perhaps it was so that he would realize that, 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 he didn't need a, that he needed a helpmate that was actually like him. That he could communicate with. Maybe God was giving him a picture of what God wanted from him. Maybe. It's not in the text though, so let's not even worry about it. Amen? But side note that we can get from there. God gave man the authority to name things. He says, whatever you name them, that they will be. So there is power in our words. Somebody say amen. I haven't read yet in scripture anywhere where that was taken away from us. So I believe there's still power in our words. Take that to your prayer life. But more importantly, take that to your walk as a father, as a husband, as a friend. And remember to choose your words carefully. Amen? Because they are what you call them. You keep calling your kid stupid. Don't get mad when he does stupid things. Amen? You keep calling him lazy. Don't get angry when he's lazy. What you call them, they will be. Amen? That's a good tip. Y'all should have paid for that. You go to a conference to pay for that stuff. Take that and say, you know what? I'm going to start calling. I'm going to start calling my husband. You figure it out. Amen? Woo! Fill in the blanks. I'm going to start saying my wife is... Fill in the blanks. So, all right, so there's no suitable helpmate for Adam. And so he, look, this is is so cool. He causes Adam to fall into a deep sleep. And he removes from Adam from his side and he forms woman. I want you to notice here that Adam never felt any pain. Isn't that cool? See, while Adam knows no sin, he'll feel no pain. Mmm, that's good. Before sin, there was no pain. There was no death. There was no suffering. Amen? So he causes him to to fall into a deep sleep, and, and he makes woman out of him. This right here is a picture of Jesus in the book of Genesis. See, Jesus, the, the Adam was a figure of Jesus that was to come because out of the side of Christ, who was the second Adam, came the church. The bride was formed. And when he slept the deep sleep of death on the cross, his side was opened and blood and water poured out. Blood was to pay for her sins and water was to purify her to himself. Oh, man. There's Jesus right in Genesis. Amen? That's somebody, that's good. So God forms woman from a piece of man and he presents her to him. This is the first marriage. We say, well, where do we get marriage from? This is the first marriage. The father presents the daughter to the would-be groom. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? The father presents the daughter to the would-be groom and he shows that he accepts her by naming her. Why, do we, why does the wife take the husband's name in marriage? Well, you know, today we're liberated. We hyphenate, but but still. (laughs) But but that's a tradition, right? The wife takes the... Why? Because, see, that was the first marriage. He named her to show that he accepted her. He gave her his life. It was Adam Rodriguez. And so she became... And he says, she is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. In other words, he's saying, she doesn't look like a gorilla. She doesn't look like a zebra, praise God. She, <laughs> she looks like me. <laughs> She's flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. He was excited. He called her, whoa, man. And God says, for this reason, a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife, and they will be one flesh. This is the first marriage. See, the idea of one flesh means there's no separating. The idea of one flesh means there's no coming apart. There's no falling in and out of love. There's no See, that's the fatal distraction that we battle with in, in, in our society today. We've given ourselves the option that God never designed. Let the wise understand. And so they were both naked and not ashamed. Naked and not ashamed. Don't play with those pictures in your mind. To Stay focused. Here comes, here comes the most fatal distraction ever. Genesis 3.1 Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree in this garden? Did you catch the subtlety there? See, the first thing the enemy does is to paint God as a no God. He said, did God, did God, he, he was trying to make God seem unreasonable. He was trying to paint a picture in her head. He said, did God say you can't eat from any of these trees? He's trying to say, why would God put all these trees here and not let you eat from him? What a bad God. What an unfair God. Why would he put all of this and not let you eat? eat from them. And she replies, he didn't say we can't eat from any of them. We can't eat from, we can eat from all of them except that one. That gets me so mad. What is she doing standing by the tree? We'll get into that. So he said, he said we, we, not not that we, we can eat from all of them, just not that one. If we touch that one, we'll die. That's proof Eve was Hispanic. She exaggerates everything. <laughs> There's my biblical foundational truth right there that she was Hispanic. She said, "He said, no, we can eat even if we touch that one, we're going to die." God never said you couldn't touch it. The real question is, why would you want to? Isn't that the real question? Why would you even want to touch it? Why are we here in a place in the garden where we can even see the forbidden tree? here's a better question where's her husband why is he allowing this snake to question her man Man, when we don't take our rightful place as the priest, we make it possible for snakes to speak to our wives, to speak to our children, to speak to those around us that we should be having influence over. But when we back up and just let it happen, this is what happens. It's a beautiful illustration. Amen? So the enemy steps in and says, surely you're not going to die. She says, if I even touch that tree, we will die. Satan says, surely, you're not going to die. See, Satan teaches men first to doubt, then to deny. When the woman saw, verse 3, 6, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she gave to her husband, and he ate it. Eve was deceived. Adam was disobedient. None of them are good. But Eve was deceived. Adam plainly showed a contempt of what God had given him and a desire of what God had not seen fit to give him. He would have what He pleased and do what He pleased to do. Whenever we start doing whatever it is that we want to do, whatever it is that pleases us, that's a good sign that we're showing contempt for what God has given us or has not given us. Amen? Church, some of the things that we ask for, we are not ready for. Okay? Some of you asking for wives and husbands, you're not ready yet. I love you don't send me hate mail but but some of the things that we ask god for we're not ready and when we're determined to do whatever we want to get whatever it is that we can it will always come with consequences amen let let the let the the experience testify say amen if you've Amen? When you want things your own way and you go about doing it your own way, when, when you go into different churches to ask God to give you something because He didn't give it to you in this church and you want to give it to Him someplace else and, and you think you could fool God by, by changing your hat or something and, and keep asking Him for things and you keep going your own way and you're determined to get what it is that you want, it will always come with consequences. Amen? His sin was in one word, disobedience. Family, I believe just like Eve that the just like Eve had the serpent and Adam had the, the the interaction and responded to Eve, there are fatal distractions in all of our lives, promising to be good, promising to benefit you, promising to satisfy, promising to complete you, but in the end they will lead you away from where you need to be. <coughs> Notice the tempter appears to Eve when she's in the wrong place. Can we learn from that? The tempter appears when Eve is in the wrong place. Should Eve had been, should Adam had been with Eve someplace, like on the west side of Eden, Right? depending on wherever that tree was i'd be on the opposite side east or west whatever if 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 adam had been with eve would it would this had all transpired this way i wonder but when we're in the wrong place that's when the tempter appears amen now she had as much business being there as a married man or woman has at a club Or as a man or a woman of God has at a club. Listen, there is nothing there for you. Being by that tree made it that much easier to fall. Amen? Being by the tree makes it that much easier to fall. Hallelujah. Big question out of there. Why do we hang out by the forbidden? I don't have an answer for it. Because I do it too. Why do we hang out by the forbidden? Why are we always at the edge of our faith? Right? Because why do we always want kind of what's, what's beyond? We could have all of this, but we're, we're right at the edge because we always kind of want, why do we hang out by the forbidden? Just something to wrestle with, amen? Verse 7 says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Here's the saddest scripture right here in Genesis 3.8. Listen. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God among the trees in the garden. They hid themselves. See, they had relationship with God. They talked with Him. How, how, how do we know when we've been disobedient? When we start hiding and covering ourselves from God. I see this all the time. I start asking people, Hey, I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. Where you been? Oh, I've just been busy. You know, I've been, you know, I had to do some of this and I had to do some of that. And, you know, had to do what I got to do. And, you know, I'm, 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 that's fig leaves fig leaves be covering up how come i haven't seen you in three or four weeks five weeks you haven't been what's going on man you used to be you know always uh, i haven't seen you in five weeks how how busy if you're that busy you're too busy amen no because you know i had to do some of this and some of that and some fig leaves church drop the fig leaf amen Stop covering up. When we're hiding from God, it's usually because we're ashamed. It's usually because we think that that God is angry at us. It's usually because we're feeling shame for something. Drop the fig leaves. How silly is it to hide from God? Do you think it matters if you came here or you stayed home? Where can you go to hide from God once you know Him? Once you know Him, where are you going to hide? It's like a horror movie. Where are you going to hide? Where are you going to run? Right? It's silly. And so listen, listen to, the, to one of the toughest scriptures in verse 9. It says, And the Lord called to man and said, Where are you? Silly question. Let's not overanalyze it. Did, were they hiding that well that God didn't find them? Hold on, let me hide from the camera so they can't see me. Right? Silly, right? But did God really ask them where they were? Did He not know where they're hiding? No, He was asking a deep spiritual question. He said, where are you? Where are you, Adam? Adam? And you know how it ends. They said, well, we were hiding because we were naked. Well, how would you know you were naked? Did you eat from the tree? Yeah. But, but you know, the, the excuses come out. The figs start coming off, you know. Well, Adam says, well, it was this woman that you gave me. So, so he blames Eve and he blames God. He said, it was this woman that you gave me. If you hadn't given me the woman, you would have left me with a gorilla. I probably would have been better off. Because I wouldn't listen to a naked gorilla, but this naked woman was hard not to resist. So, so he throws his blame. He said, you know, man, it was you, it was God. Eve says, it was the snake. And so this, they just hear like, you know, he did it, she did it. It was her fault. It was his fault. They, they, they try to hide behind the fig leaves of excuses. Anybody ever done that? <laughs> Can we just say today, God, I'll drop the fig leaves. Come on, some of you some of us are too big to be covered by fig leaves anyway. (laughs) Let's say come on, let's be real, amen. Y'all look silly with a little fig leaf. You ain't hiding. After they fall under the curse, they get banned from the garden. The entrance to the tree of life is hidden and blocked. See, God loves us so much that he didn't want Adam to go and now eat from the tree of life because that means that he would live forever in this fallen condition. Isn't that beautiful? It wasn't to put more laws. We always look at the word as, as more. Thou shalt nots and thou shalt nots. Those are just to keep us healthy. That's just to keep us and, and to help us be who we need to be. Amen. God doesn't lay us down with the laws to, to sap. He's like a fun sucker. Man, God created fun. Amen? He created everything that we could enjoy, that we could have the things that we need, that we could live in the overflow and abundance. He, he's not trying to limit our fun. He's trying to guide us and create us into who we, so that we could have the best fun. Amen? Because the best fun doesn't involve baby daddies and baby mamas, and ba- that's not the best fun. That was fun at, at 18. That was fun at 15 and 16. That was fun, but now now I got baby mama drama, and now I got this, and I got this, and I don't know. I don't know who the daddy is. But I had fun. It was fun for 11 minutes. That's not what God wants for us, man. Amen? So, so, see, God doesn't want us to stay in that condition. Listen, even before the fall of man, God was already planning the redemption of man. There, there's an incredibly powerful sentence, probably the most profound in all of Genesis. It's Genesis 3.21. It says, And the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. You say, why is that so powerful? Because it says he made garments of skin, garments of leather. He decked Adam and Eve out in Leather. But to get leather, something or someone had to die. You see why that's so powerful? To make those clothes, something or someone had to die. For Adam and Eve, for us to be covered, something or someone had to die. See, without Genesis, we would never understand the sacrifices in the Old Testament. Why did they need to keep sacrificing animals to be holy, to be right with God? Then we'd never understand the gospel in the New Testament. Why did Jesus have to die so that we could be made holy? See, because for us to be covered, something had to die. Christ had to die to be our covering so that we could live. Christ became the ultimate sacrifice. You see how, how, how this Bible that was written by so many different authors over such a huge span of time, you see how it still works? You see how it comes alive? How, how, it, how it balances and how it all makes sense when you put it all together, amen? So listen, because of one fatal, I'm done, because of one fatal distraction, the innocent was tempted, the tempted transgressed, the transgressors were charged, our charges they were convicted, upon their conviction they were sentenced, and after their sentence they were pardoned. Oh, man. That's the grace that we find in the book of Genesis. Genesis. Stand up for a moment. Here's what I want to ask you today. I want to ask you what God asked Adam. Where are you? Where are you? I, I mean, right now you're in a great place. Amen? Whether you're here, whether you're listening on the internet, someplace, wherever, you're you're in a good place right now. You're in a great place. But are you still hiding behind the person that brought you here? Are you still hiding behind maybe years of hurt, years of abuse? Are, Are you the kind of person, you've been burnt by so many church people, you're like, man, I'll show up because I know God wants me to show up, but that's as far as I go. That's a fig leaf. Drop it. You can say, Man, you know, I just I've been so hurt, I've been so abused, I've been so damaged, I'm just I'm just gonna stand here and just you know that's a fig leaf. Drop it. Where are you? Are you hiding behind you know I hear people and these are even church people that tell me, Well, I don't believe the whole Bible is the word of God, so you know I just have come on man. You're not that smart. Come on, really? You're not that smart. I'm not that smart. Amen? I've learned to believe that what God said is true. And and if he said it, I'm going to believe it. Amen? So drop the fig leaves. Let me ask you today, where are you? God does not want your excuses. He doesn't need you to cover yourselves. He says, I cover you. I'll cover you. If you're hurt, I'll, I'll cover you. If you're wounded, I'll cover you. If you've been rejected, I'll accept you. If you've been pushed aside, I'll bring you in. If you've been beating yourself up, I'll forgive you. Where are you? church i don't want this church to keep growing and growing and growing to to the point where people could hide i don't care about the numbers i i I want i want real kingdom i want people to really be a part of the kingdom i don't care i don't want you to just sit here and bring your cousin and your cousin's cousin and your mother's friend's neighbor and and just for what for what if you're just gonna hide stay home Man. So I'm shouting you out I know Some of you listen Right now you might feel like There is a light Shining on your forehead And everybody can see it I wish I could tell you That's not true But it's true In Jesus Amen God sees You're not hiding It doesn't matter If, if you, you hide You know we always think People hide in the back row No People could hide in the front row man you come right up to the front so nobody thinks you need nothing they figure you're all right if you're in the front if you lift a hand and worship you're good it's the people in the back that are sinners right there's no hiding amen can we stop the hiding can we just come can we just come and worship listen if you've been hiding if you've had your own fig leaves and and you've been so ashamed Maybe some things have been done to you, man, that just weren't right. You've been, you've been, and, and, and you've been played on things that just weren't right. Listen, God is saying, just drop that fig leaf and let me make you clothe, let me clothe you in righteousness today. If that's you, would you just respond? Would you not waste one more moment? Would you just come? Would you just come down and join me? Don't waste one moment. Say God, I want to I want to be clothed in righteousness. God, I'm tired of trying to cover up. I'm tired of feeling ashamed. I'm tired of feeling not worthy. I'm tired of being rejected. I'm tired of being scared. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. If you're just tired, would you come? Come on, man the, the word of God the word that God gives us is such a powerful word because even in the lineage of Jesus they're prostitutes and whores why? so that you and I could say man if they could be in your lineage I could be uh, your, your child I could be a partner kingdom i could be part of your family and so we're going down to just be part of the family can i get the prayer team to just pray for those that are here come on come on let's worship come on give them a hand give them a hand let them let them know we love them let them know we love them come on ministers my pastors would you just come and love on these love on them